Apple was calling and India responded. The red carpet was rolled out, or should I say, the drums came beating. And the response was also on cue. This store is amazing. It has everything. I think the opening has given BKC a new vibe. The experience is amazing. So I feel Apple Store is all about the experience, the minimalist design, the plants, everything. We stay in California and uh, most of the stores abroad are like this. So it's, it's a pretty cool store. It was an incredible experience. We were fifth and sixth to go into the yeah. store. When you see to this store, you feel like you're connected with an American store. We met Tim Cook, uh, shook hands with him. He said it's an honor to have you here. Uh, took a selfie with him and uh, yeah, it was, it, it was an incredible experience. But Apple is not new to India. The world's most valued company has been present in the subcontinent since 2008 with the release of the iPhone 3G model which as some of us would recall did not catch the pulse, as it was just too expensive. But some things changed along the way, and obviously it was not the Apple price tag. Apple got a bigger bite into the Indian consumer pie, and the iPhone 13 sales beat its Android peers for the first time ever. And at the same time now, India is also wanting a bigger pie of the Apple ecosystem as a manufacturer. As the cliche line goes, ye dil mange more. But how does 20,000 square feet of retail space help achieve this more? What happens to the resellers and franchisee owners of Apple in the country? And what happens to the most sought after discounts and offers? And the big question, is the Indian consumer finally cutting the Android cord, giving room for the Mac movement? We get you scoops and stats on the Apple plans for India with Navkendra Singh from IDC and Prabhu Ram from CMR, as well as our in-house experts Ritankar Mukherjee and Shubhrajit Malik from ET. It's April 21st, I'm Anupriya Nair from the Economic Times and you're listening to What's Cooking for Apple in India as we get you the 400th episode of The Morning Brief. And I'm standing in front of this wood barricade we built in front of our first retail store that's going to open in six days. That was Steve Jobs 22 years ago, opening the very first Apple store in Tyson's, Virginia. And the last two decades has seen a burst of Apple stores opening across the globe, with 500 stores across 25 countries. China boasts of a lion's share of the outlets, with a total count of 50. But then, the mainland does account for over 20% of Apple's revenues. India, in comparison right now, is merely 2%. But the winds are changing. Ritankar Mukherjee from Economic Times, who broke the story that Tim Cook was coming to town, explains how India is the new apple of the eye as the Cupertino giant pivots away from the mainland, but it has been a long time coming. So Apple uh, wants to bring its entire business into India. They have already started manufacturing 
they have a huge base of app developers in india they have started producing original content in india both in music and for apple tv plus they opened the apple online store in 2020 again in the midst of the pandemic the only missing pie was uh, apple stores which are the company's flagship stores so Cook during his first visit to India in 2016 had actually taken up this topic with uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi on allowing FDI in single brand. Shubhrajit Malik, a tech enthusiast and my colleague at the Economic Times, details the hoops and hurdles Apple faced in setting up its very first store and why it took so long. The plans were actually set in motion, I think, back in 2016. At least that's when the news started coming out that Apple is planning to open its first store in India. But it did come across a lot of hurdles. So the first hurdle that they faced was FDI rules back then, which said you had to source a certain percentage of the things that you're going to sell in the store locally from India. Now. Apple did manage to convince the government to lower the threshold and that's where also the whole PLI scheme and the manufacturing push by Apple into India also sort of ties in. This is also one of the reasons why probably Apple tried to make at least some of the phones or at least cater to the local domestic demand of iPhones. So as Apple started its journey of making India for India, the rationality was clear. a bustling population of over a billion the opportunity of expansion was immense but what does a big flashy store really bring to the table navkendra singh of idc research breaks it down we are about 1.4 billion population we are about 1.05 to 1.1 billion telco users we have about 620 million that's about 62 crore smartphone users and rest about 35 to 38 crore feature phone users plus many of them are multi simers and so on and so forth so this makes around 95 crore to 100 crore phone users out of which about 60 62 crores are smartphone users when apple is launching the stores here in india now it it actually underlines few things one the importance of india for apple in the sense that it's a longer term game we still have half a billion people who do not have a smartphone of course not everybody uh will buy a, you know iphone from there but at least the upgraders from the top 20 30% of the current base of you know 60 62 crore they can certainly decide to upgrade or can be enticed to upgrade to iphones in the next 10 years or so secondly there is no other market of india size which is expected to grow in the next 2 3 years and that's because the penetration of the smartphones in india in 2022 the smartphone penetration is less than 50% there's no other market of its size china is 90% plus usa is 90% plus to push that penetration apple has done a first in india a store of unmatched size in the country globally the iphone maker is known for making a landmark of its retail stores the most unique apple store is located in ginza japan and is made entirely out of glass making it one of the tourist attractions in the area and being a design company first in 2020 apple opened its first floating store which features an underwater boardroom at marina bay sands in singapore but the question still lingered why now in india is it a case of better late than never or has something fundamentally shifted in the subcontinent so for the last 2 years of the pandemic 
if you look at industries, it is only the premium segment which has grown, be it apparel or be it electronics, be it your refrigerators or televisions or smartphones. It's only the premium segment which has grown. So just quoting some numbers, uh, smartphone shipments overall declined by 9% year-on-year in 2022 calendar year, whereas the premium segment was the only segment which grew. And they now contribute almost 13% to the total smartphone volume and 35% by revenue, which is the highest ever. That's the segment which is purely 30,000 rupees plus handsets, which is the only one that is growing. And Apple has kind of a dominating share in that. They are the number one in that segment, which they hope to cement further with this store. And Apple has been cementing that gain. In 2020, Apple sold around 27 lakh iPhones in the country. In 2021, the number jumped to a whopping 48 lakhs, which accounts for a 90% jump. And just last year, there was another 50% jump, reaching 67 lakhs. And as Shubhrajit spells out, the iPhone maker marked a massive victory. I got this data point from CounterPoint Research, which said iPhone 13 was the highest selling smartphone in all through the year in 2022. And that is the first time an Apple iPhone was the highest selling phone in India. Every other year, it would be a 10,000 rupee Redmi phone or a Vivo phone. But only in 2022, uh, we, we saw this phenomenon happen. So something must have changed among in the consumers for it to behave like this. And it is for understanding this very change in customer behavior that I reached out to Prabhu Ram of Cyber Media Research or CMR to understand how the cliche of India can't afford an iPhone has really changed. So there has been a seminal shift, you know, as someone who has been watching the space over the past many years. At the beginning of the pandemic, we were looking at the, the affordable smartphone segment to grow like anything. But there has been a shift in the consumer behavior itself, you know, and uh, for consumers, once they realize that the smartphones are their essential lifeline, as smartphones are life drivers in terms of whether it comes to connecting, whether it comes to creating, consuming content or conducting commerce all on the phone, the realization among consumers is to move from cost consciousness to value consciousness, you know, and they are willing to spend more on premium smartphones, anything ranging from 25,000 rupees and above. There are more and more consumers who are looking to buy the latest and the best. There are two different consumer cohorts. If I could uh, paint a picture, there are those who are looking at smartphones as lifestyle statements. And so they want to be seen with the latest and the best. And there are those consumers who are really aspirational and uh, who know that their lives depends on the phones and they want to you know, grow that much further and invest in the latest and the best. In the last year, there were more sales happening in uh, tier two, tier three cities and towns. So the consumers are growing uh, more aspirational. They are looking to be seen with the latest and the best. They want to invest in the latest and the best as smartphones are life enablers, you know. And this is translating into a healthy growth for all the brands, like uh, including specifically Apple and Samsung, you know, on the uh, flag end of the higher end of the market as such. But the big question remains, where are these sales really happening? 
So the in the overall market, the entire smartphone market, about 50-50 is online offline. I mean, depending on the quarter, is 52-53 for online. The last four months of the year when the festival season starts, big billion sales, Amazon Prime festival, and for Apple specifically, we've seen that the premium end of the market, people love to have a touch and feel, and also use cash in many instances. So we've seen that there's a slight tilt. To about 60-62% towards the offline. But again, depending on the quarter as well. So last three, four months of the year, last year, you know, it was very attractive pricing for iPhone 13 on online. We saw in a few weeks or a month or so, actually online did about 50% of Apple sales. As Navkendra highlighted that offline sales are still dominating the market. In fact, before launching Apple.com in India in 2020, the iPhone seller reached the market through a network of over 150 stores comprising of multi-brand formats and exclusive resellers, the likes of Maple, Uni, Aptronics. And as Shubhrajit reported, there are winds of worry amongst these sellers. Certainly there is some level of nervousness, but I think they haven't received what I've spoken to a few retailers in Bombay and Delhi. They've not received any communication from Apple if anything is going to change going forward in terms of availability of stocks or whether the same discounts and schemes will be continued or just how the whole relationship between a flagship retail store and every other channels that Apple has been operating so far will be operating. So we don't have visibility on that yet. And that's where the retail are sort of a little, a little jittery. But is there any solace from Apple? Ritankar says, not yet. They are saying that with Apple, it's a one-way communication. You like it, you do it. If you don't like it, you can exit. It's a little sticky right now, at least in Delhi and Bombay, and especially the stores which are close to these two stores where Apple is coming up with their own outlets. But they are also saying that Apple has kind of assured a lot of them that whenever they have opened a company-owned store in any particular market, the brand value increases, the awareness increases. A lot of first-time buyers come into the market Market. A lot of buyers who own an iPhone move up and into the Apple ecosystem and buys an iPad or a Mac computer, laptop. So the Apple officials are very bullish. They are saying that it might you don't have to worry about losing sales and revenue. Overall, in the long run, you will all gain. But to be very honest, few of them are a little worried about the future because they say that Apple is one company who just goes by their own terms and conditions and they have faced that in terms of the pricing discount, which is there mm. for Apple iPhones or products in online. They have tried to multiple times in the past to complain to Apple and Apple. It has always fallen on a day fear. Apple says that they do not control pricing. So that is one issue which we need to look at. In fact, it is not just wait and watch. Apple has marked its territory and in Delhi, it comes at a cost of a reseller who has had to move down the hall to not be in the vicinity of the Mac mothership. I have spoken to the very reseller who got shifted, actually, and he did say that it's it's actually a good thing because the moment people will walk into the store, they're going to see all the products that is there on display and showcase, which he probably won't have to invest as much or if he wants to really want to entice customers in the new space, he can probably invest in a lot more showcasing display zones and everything. But otherwise, he can choose not to, right? And he can defer that activity to the Apple store where uh, Apple will exhibit all its products for everyone to use and they can just come back to the store and, and buy it. 
what we don't have visibility is, you know, whether they're going to be a change in the sort of supply in stocks. If you ask me, I don't really think something like that would happen. Apple wouldn't want to disrupt the model that is already working if we take a line from Steve Jobs' philosophy. So is it troubling times for Apple retailers or a welcome move to get more customers into the ecosystem? Navkendra takes his pick. I think I'm firmly leaning towards the latter, a glass half full kind of camp. And I'll tell you why. These We've seen in the online, uh, Apple Online, which was launched in 2020, it's still only about 2% of Apple sales in India. So because it's very strict pricing and when... Case in point, iPhone 13 was being sold at 50, 55,000 rupees last year. The pricing of iPhone 13 on Apple.com was still about 70,000. So there was no let up on the pricing on, and Apple officially on its own will not do that. And the same will be followed in the offline stores as well. I would agree with somebody who said that this actually bodes well for resellers because now there is a place in the city where you can experience an Apple product the way it should be. I think that's where it's an opportunity for the resellers. Come back to me. I'll give you a great price on that if you tell me you know, what you need. There will be a cannibalization from large format retail stores like probably Reliance Digital and Chroma. Similar kind of probably consumer will go there. They'll also be pushed to have a better experience zone for Apple and more products. They will demand more from Apple. And that is what Apple is betting big on. In fact, here is what Tim Cook told analysts in the last earnings call on their big India focus. Looking at the the business in India, we set a quarterly revenue record and grew very strong, double digits year over year. We feel very good about how we performed, and that's despite the headwinds that we've talked about. Taking a step back, India is a hugely exciting market for us and is a major focus. We brought the online store there in 2020. We will soon bring Apple retail there. So we're putting a lot of emphasis on the market. There's been a lot done from a financing options and trade-ins to make uh, products more affordable and give people more options to buy. Well, price point has always been a problem for Apple in India. At one time or another, every one of us has tried to look for a friend or a relative coming from overseas to pick up a phone, a MacBook or AirPods, as there is a vast price difference. In fact, if you take the base model of an iPhone 14 Pro, for example, it's priced just shy of $1,000 in the US, but it retails close to $1,600 here in India. And the iPhone 14? is not an isolated example. And of course, Apple realizes that if it wants to ironically go mass and remain elusive, it has to push out the offers. What is happening in fact right now is we're seeing that more and more people are ready to give their old phones back to the channel while they're buying a new smartphone, right? And that is bringing down the price. Now, how do they afford it? They give back their old phones. They will probably take a two-year EMI on the remaining price and then pay, say, probably 2000 3000 bucks every month and pay it off in two years. And it'll come up for the next cycle where they can trade in that device for a new one. And as Prabhu reiterates that at CMR, they too have noticed the big push from the BNPL offerings. So uh, the shift from being cost conscious to value conscious, that's an important uh, leading indicator, you know, of the consumer psyche. 
for the cost conscious uh, buyers, um, there has been a lot of cushioning which has come uh, from the you know buy now pay later kind of schemes because of all of these affordability initiatives which are at play you know which are enabling the consumer shift from being cost conscious to value conscious to enable them to realize their aspirations in terms of the premium smartphones that they want to own that they want to operate yeah. But the Indian aspiration of iPhone ownership has had its own trends as the IDC research reflects. So what we've always seen is that in India, N minus one non-pro model is a lion's share for Apple sales in a year. So as you said, iPhone 13 was about almost half of the Apple sales last year. And majority of that happened in the last three, four months. Before that, when iPhone uh, 13 was launched in September 2021, iPhone 12 did very, very well. So that's how it goes. And that's why when the launch of the new model happens, there are certain affordability schemes, EMIs, financing offers, which Apple rolls out and the other channel partners also roll out, which really pushes the sales. And as Tim Cook told analysts, simple financing is going to be a big focus in India, groundwork for which was laid out in 2020 itself. If we look at the Apple online store, which is owned by them again, they already have financing options on any credit card with EMI. It's a no-cost EMI, so consumer need not pay any interest on the finance. And they can easily pass that on to the stores It will is because they already have that option. And they also have a trade-in option on the Apple online store where consumers can exchange their old device and get a new iPhone or a new MacBook. So these are ecosystems that already walked on in India and it's just replicating them from the online store to the retail store. The experience and ecosystem is what Apple is hoping to induct the aspirational Indian into as the market currently remains largely only an iPhone buyer and not as much into the full-service Apple customer. But Prabhu says that CMR research is showing that that also is fast-changing. The Gen Z and others, they have different aspiration when it comes to the workplace. They are looking for uh, devices that are secure, that are portable, that uh, allow for all of the hybrid-centric approaches that they want. From an overall point of view, this all translates to in a reduced total cost of ownership and a lot of benefits therein. And as well as a key point in terms of attracting and retaining the best talent out there. So when it comes to the talent workforce, Macs are playing a key role. And that's where players such as uh, Wipro, for instance, they are equipping their uh, you know workforce with the latest Macs as such. At Cyber Media Research, our consumer pulse has indicated that more and more Indian consumers are you know being cord cutters for. Apple, that translates into a whole lot of opportunities, upsell and so on. So for Apple, uh, the story is just beginning. It's not specifically iPhones alone, but it's iPhones combined with iPads, with Macs, and most importantly, the services pipe. Apple is the world's most profitable retailer. Some stats put the rake in at a whopping $5,500 a square foot, outstripping jewellery store Tiffany's at $3,000. But as one walked through the newest offering of Apple at BKC, where the morning crowd was underwhelming, but as the day progressed, the Mac mania caught on. One thing was clear. This was not about sales and cash counters. 
It was about experience and enticing the aspirational user as Apple made a leap into the Indian subcontinent. The journey which began in 2017 when Apple began making some low-end iPhones in India. But till now India has always been a second-tier market for Apple, where despite a higher pricing, many services were not offered, such as News Plus, Fitness Plus, and even Apple Pay. But now these stores signify a seismic shift. a shift that may have its address grounded in delhi and mumbai but the epicenter lies in the factories of the phones as india cheers the i wave in one could say apple is the groom but the baratis are the manufacturers foxconn pegatron and vistron as the litmus test for apple will not be expanding into the indian retail but sinking itself into the indian supply chain as it tries to diversify out of china where it not only produces 90% of its products but also generates roughly 75 billion dollars a year making it the company's biggest sales region after the americas and europe but as steve jobs coined in 1997 it's time to think different we will pick up on the china conundrum for apple next week as tmb host arijit barman brings together international experts to evaluate how plausible is the plan for apple to loosen ties with the dragon Look out for that next week. But for now it's a wrap on the 400th episode of TMB. We hope you've enjoyed listening, not just this show, but all that we bring to you 3 times a week, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. This is Anupriya Nair from the Economics Times and I sign off with a big thank you from all of us for listening in. Do like and follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. For now, goodbye and have a great weekend. A shout out to the team that put this together, Rajesh Nair on sound. Vinay Joshi on production and Sirohini Jain also assisting production on this one and EP Trio Arijit Anirban and myself thank you for tuning in see you next tuesday